Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind our childhood movies and reconsider them. I'm your host, Mia Gravidor, if you have forgotten, because it has been a long time. And I am joined by my husband... Harrison Fagan. I yes. didn't. Sorry, I didn't realize I was supposed to introduce myself. But yeah, it's just been so long. I guess, just... like, I guess I've been demoted to just husband. I don't even get the co-host title anymore because it's my fault that we haven't been recording. <laughs> well, explain to the view. Explain to the listeners why we haven't recorded in a while. I mean, I think most listeners know what my job is. I cover the Lakers, and so like you know, they were on a run to the NBA Finals. For the zero of you listening to this that don't know, I was extremely busy uh, with the season and covering their. 17th championship in franchise history so I was not able to really have time to watch movies or have free time or live at all outside of blogging uh it was misery but it was also fun but we were sadly not able to do this podcast as a result but now it is the off season and we are back with a vengeance for a special Halloween episode that Mia is going to explain because it basically breaks every single rule of our podcast in that it is a movie that neither of us have seen before Mm -hmm. it is not a childhood favorite because it came out this year yeah but we're gonna do it anyway and it's not the iron giant which if you listen to the most recent episode like seven months ago or whatever you would think it would be but you know it's halloween now so we're gonna do a halloween special like every other podcast the three people that were waiting for that iron giant episode are. yeah sorry it's you know honestly this is kind of makeup because you know we were supposed to do Happy Gilmore at one point, and that episode is lost in time because you were so angry that I made you watch the movie that it was a miserable episode to record and not publishable. Um, so now we are going to take it full circle and skip out on a movie you wanted to see and watch an Adam Sandler film. Yeah, Hubie Halloween that came out this like a year. month ago. Yeah, yeah, because Netflix still has a deal with Adam Sandler to make movies. Even though he's already made uncut gems and we all know his potential, but he's gonna lower himself once again for This is what the people want, babe. No the people one wants want this. the people want Adam Sandler making getting hit in the balls jokes no. and making fart noises. <laughs> That's what that is what America wants. That's what America needs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. So maybe this movie will take me by surprise and have like maybe a little bit of a heart, but Apparently, his chemistry with Julie Bowen, who he reunites with from Happy Gilmore after, like, two decades, um, is very good. All right. We'll have to see. So, we will be right back, and we will watch Hubie Halloween. The classic Hubie Halloween. All right. And we're back. We just watched Hubie Halloween on Netflix. And before we get into what we did or didn't like about this movie... We actually have a special guest in the studio, slash our living room, slash kitchen, slash whatever the fuck we are, we're in. But our special guest is Hubie Halloween himself. He is actually going to do the 60-second summary for us. Hubie, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Mia! <laughs> are you ready for the 60-second summary? Well, you could say that I know this story pretty well, so I'm set! Okay, alright, whenever you're ready... Just take it away. Well, Hubie Halloween is a movie about me and how I am kind of hated in my town of Salem. And I just I just want to keep the kids safe on Halloween, but everybody plays pranks on me at the deli. 
and where I work, and they throw things at me around the town, and then when I ride my bike, I'm just trying to keep them safe from stealing candy and underage drinking, but then I thought I discovered a werewolf was secretly my neighbor, and then it turns out he was just an escaped inmate, and it turned out my mom was kidnapping all my bullies and trying to set them on fire in my backyard, so I foiled the plot, found the love of my dreams, and got elected mayor. And so now I rule Salem with an iron fist, and every Halloween is Hubie Day. All right. Thank you, Hubie, for coming in, and uh, never come back again. Can I have Harrison back now? No! <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we watched Hubie Halloween, and if that voice was annoying to you, well... All right, was- thank you, Hubie. I appreciate it. If that voice was super annoying to you, um, that was Adam Sandler's character the whole fucking movie. So I honestly thought, like, so if we're gonna rank Adam, and this is Harrison, I'm back by the way. Okay, thank you. Um, if, if he we're left gonna, the seat warm for you, by the way. Yeah, no, it's not. I think I think he was doing a lot of farts in here in traditional <laughs> Hubie fashion, just like keeping the physical comedy going. It smells horrible, but you know, honestly, again. Ha ha ha, I laughed. Oh, um, thank you Yeah, so if we're ranking Adam Sandler performances, like, I think, obviously, Uncut Gems has to be number one. Like, that was, you know, like, transformative. You would forget that that was Adam Sandler watching that movie. Like, I, it was one of the few Adam Sandler movies where I was like, no, that's Howie. Like, that's not Adam Sandler playing so-and-so or whatever. Um, and then, you know, probably, like, The Wedding Singer is probably up there. I think, like, Fifty First Dates is, like, a really good dramatic role. But then after that, I think you gotta go Hubie Halloween. Like, he really, the way that he transformed into this character and, you know, put on an entirely different accent. Like, it's reminiscent of his Oscar-nominated work in The Waterboy, where... You know, he put on a totally different voice, got totally into character for an entire movie, and, uh, you know, really just stole the hearts and minds of, you know, the real America. Well, I mean, I guess it's not fair for me to judge this movie because, again, the only movie that I have seen of Adam Sandler that you mentioned on this list was Uncut Gems. So, No, you saw Happy Gilmore. Oh, I didn't mention Happy Gilmore, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I am not familiar with the repertoire of the Adam Sandler universe that he creates for himself. Uh, But with that being said, I have seen like a couple scenes of like, you know, like some of his movies. And yeah, this movie. You watched all of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. So, I mean, I I think that's the one that started it all. But yeah, this movie was definitely an Adam Sandler movie as in. <laughs> it was definitely an Adam Sandler it movie. It was no, it's like his movies have a certain tone to it, and this is it. It's just stupid humor for no apparent reason. Well, actually, as you found out, there's a reason for that. It seems like he co-writes them with the same guy almost almost every movie. That yeah, is I'm surprised notable. he doesn't even direct these pieces of shit. So, you know. All right. Well, you, now you're just being rude. <laughs> what did you before I tear into this movie? But what did you like? Because I know watching it with you, it was fun to watch it with you because you got so much joy out of it and you know during this time of great sorrow and sadness uh the year 2020 has given us it was very nice to see you laugh 
and genuinely have a good time watching this. Yeah, I'm honestly convinced that, like, this movie has notched up my mood by, like, 25%, and I think launched you into a depression. So if you're getting a sense of how this movie may affect you, (laughs) just figure out if you're closer to Mia or I on the, you know, scales and, you know, adjust accordingly, because it could either be some great medication for this year or, uh, you know, send you further into a death spiral. But, um, you know... I think that one of the things, honestly, that I enjoyed the most was watching how much you hated it. Oh um, my God. It was making me laugh how upset you were getting as the movie was going on. I'd say that probably added a good, like, 10% of enjoyment to it for me. Um, you know, like, on, like I wasn't being totally serious about, like, ranking Adam Sandler's performances earlier. I was... you're. The line between Sirius Harrison and trolling Mia Harrison is going to be as thin as it's ever been on this podcast during this episode. Um, But that was a little bit more towards the side of trolling. I did genuinely enjoy this movie just because it is so stupid that it took me back to a time when Adam Sandler was like the funniest person on the planet to me. And it just made me feel like a, like a joy filled teenager. I mean, I wasn't a joy filled teenager, but um, it made me remember the happy times of growing up. And I think that we all need a little bit of that nostalgia right now. And that's one of the things that I actually like about this podcast. This wasn't an old movie like we normally do on this. Like, I think this is actually the, only the second new movie that we've ever done other than uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. So we're batting 0 for 2 on Mia liking them uh, <laughs> with new movies for this podcast. But I felt like it was going back and watching a childhood movie because it has all the Adam Sandler stuff that you would expect. Like, you know, the random cameos, the, like, the fart and poop jokes and the physical comedy and just, like, him doing random voices for seemingly no reason in a scene or making weird noises. Just the non-secutors of, like, something that, like, no person would ever actually say, but the character says it in that scene because it's the funniest and most random outcome possible. Like, the scene when they're arresting his mom, who it's, like, kind of implied is maybe a witch, but, like, not fully. She just kind of disappears at the end, and it's, like, and you hear her cackling, and it's unclear. Like, I was waiting for the CGI shot of his mom riding off on a broom, but I guess they weren't fully willing to embrace the supernatural, which is one of the weirder choices of this movie, I thought. Like, they should have just all the way went for it and she but anyway they just only kind of imply it but while they're arresting her the mental patients that they arrest uh, i don't know if that's like the right pc term i apologize but like they they break out of what is called in the movie a mental institution and uh like it turns out it, one of the twists of the movie is that the guy who broke out at the beginning of the movie you think he's going to be a killer or something actually broke out to go get his friend who had broken out earlier back because he missed him so much and it's like very heartwarming and touching um it's played by steve buscemi and of course rob schneider because he has to be in every adam sandler movie now um and like they show up when with the cops to arrest adam sandler's mom and start drawing pretend guns and steve buscemi's like fire on my command and it's like first of all they would never actually let the mental patients come with them and then second of all they definitely would not be wearing handcuffs and they certainly would not be participating in the arrest but it was funnier that way. And so that's why they did it. There's no in-universe character justification for almost anything anyone does in this movie. But it's funny. And it's random. And, uh, you know, I-, I just enjoyed it. It was like a throwback to a simpler time. And got me in the Halloween spirit. And I'm sorry that you are a joyless soul who could not enjoy it as much. I will give this movie this. The plot twist at the end. So throughout the whole movie, you think that 
someone broke out of the mental institution and is like kidnapping everyone and then you realize that the the person that broke out again that's why he broke out it's rob schneider yeah um it's going and protect going and getting steve buscemi whose character thinks he is a wolf man um but it turns out and it's kind of hinted at is but then actually is not well what's funny is. is that Steve Buscemi does actually play a werewolf in the Hotel Transylvania movies, also starring Adam Sandler as a vampire. Are you serious? I'm being very serious. That's actually hilarious. So, I don't it's know like, well, like we know he does a werewolf thing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but then you'd, you're like, oh, shit, who's going to be the killer? And I honestly thought, I was like, whoa, this movie going to take us like back. And actually, it turns out that Hubie Halloween was actually the killer the entire time. Because I was like, oh, That would have been a dark twist. Exactly. I was like, I'll fucking appreciate this movie if it does that. But it kind of went the way of his mom being the one. But I, I think Because it's midway through, you find out that it's not the escape mental patient. So you're like, okay, who is it? You're like guessing, is it, you know, Ray Liotta's character who's kind of rude to Hubie the whole movie? Is it um, Michael Chiklis's character who's rude to Hubie? I mean, most of the characters are rude to Hubie the whole movie, but you're basically breaking down like who has not been kidnapped. Yeah, yet. yeah. Um, but I think, I think what they were trying to get to was kind of like a homage to um friday the 13th where it turns out the mom was the killer the entire time Ooh, i didn't even think about it like that but that's true that is kind of an homage yeah so i mean i appreciate that um and you know it did have some heart to it where like you know the mom makes everyone realize like hey hubie's actually a really nice guy and no matter how many times <laughs> she's about to burn them alive uh, yeah well you know but she's like no matter like what you do to him he's always gonna turn around and be nice I'm honestly surprised they couldn't get Kathy Bates to come play this character because it's basically thought, her. I honestly thought that she was going to come out. Yeah, when he like, walks in and he's yelling mama in his Waterboy voice that he's reusing for this movie, um, like, I thought that it was going to be Kathy Bates again. And, like, I get, I'm sh- I'm sure they wrote it for her and they just, like, scheduling conflicts or whatever, but. She's like, yeah, I have better things to do as in anything else. No, every every celebrity loves being in an Adam Sandler movie. That, okay, so that's, that's what I don't get. What? You have... Steve Buscemi, who I'm pretty sure has been in way better movies than this. He was hilarious in this movie, though. Like, you can tell he was having... I don't why he keeps coming back, though. It's because, look at how much fun all of them are having while they're doing it. They're clearly all having a blast getting to make this movie. I guess, but, like, damn. I don't understand. Like, Shaq? (laughs) Shaq has a, like, budding career. Like, he has a... Not budding. I mean, he has, like, a really strong career in the NBA, like, doing the whole, like, TNT thing. And he's still gonna do turn around and do shit like that. Well, I guess he does. Shaq loves to act, and he loves like Adam Sandler's comedy is the exact stuff that Shaq tries to do in interviews. Like it is the least surprising thing in the world that Shaq's like career peak would be. I would like to cameo in as many Adam Sandler movies as the possible. The only two people I'm all like, yeah, no, you would live for this is the Kev- Kevin James, who plays the cop. Well, Kevin James and Rob Schneider only continue exactly. to exist because exactly. of Adam Sandler I'm surprised Sandler Chris Rock wasn't in this fucking movie at this point. So, you know. Or David, David Spade wasn't in it either. Uh, that we know of. That's true. <laughs> they could have played, like, background characters or something. Yeah. But, that, yeah, I guess, you know, when you have a bunch of money, you can just kind of do whatever you want. But I just... It, this it just, man, for a while, exclusively made movies in Hawaii just so that he could take his family on free vacations. Adam Sandler is the most talented grifter in the history of humanity. Yeah, like, literally, Netflix is paying him to just goof off and do weird shit. And it's like, 
it angers me because he has all this money. He can't, we know he's capable of being a good actor. We obviously saw Uncut Gems, but he's still going to turn around and make this shit, which is like the same type of humor that maybe worked in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it's fucking 2020. Like, no one's going to laugh at fart jokes anymore. I don't know. It's like the ninth trending movie on Netflix. And there's nothing else on Netflix. No, I don't know. I think, I think there is a portion of Middle America that you are discounting that appreciates the stylings of Mr. Adam Sandler and Hubie Halloween. And I honestly think that in some ways, I honestly think that it makes Adam Sandler sad because you see him go and try and do these serious movies like Fifty First Dates and like uh, even Click was like, it is somewhat serious movie. Yeah, no, it's a somewhat serious movie. Like there's some heart and like dramatic chops at the center of that. The Wedding Singer, even Click, which is like, it starts out as like this ridiculous comedy, but then actually turns into this like really dark movie at the end. Um, Yeah, like this dark emotional movie. Like you can tell in Uncut Gems, obviously, Adam Sandler would like his Oscar. He would like to do serious work, but what America loves him for is like getting hit with things, doing weird voices, and like fart jokes. Who is this America? I want to meet them and be like, what? Apparently, I I was reading about this, and The Ridiculous Six is the most is one of the most watched movies in the history of Netflix. Like Adam Sandler, there are people who still very much enjoy Adam Sandler, like myself. And um, would you go and watch? The Ridiculous Six? That's like the lowest rating Adam Sandler movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that one got such bad. After enjoying this, I might honestly go check it out. Go but... for it. You're doing it better. <laughs> um, no, I think that, I think honestly, it's a sad story of Adam Sandler's being forced to make these movies to make money, but then like he goes and does Uncut Gems during the press tour. He threatened, I don't know if you remember this. But I he, do. He threatened, I was like, he, he said, better get his Oscar because I don't want any more of this Adam Sandler weird shit. He and said, then, I will make the worst movie of all time if you do not give me an Oscar for this. Yeah. And honestly, I think Hubie Halloween may have been his attempt, but he leaned into the skid so much that it actually ended up being hilarious. Yeah, because it makes people. because it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Like the whole thing about like having him be like this. I, I, is this a, like an Adam Sandler trope where he's just like the weirdo that just like is perpetually in Arrested Development of the age of like pretty much. 12? Yeah, it's like almost every character. He yeah, does. so like everyone in, the, everyone in the town is all like, "We fucking hate you, Hubie. Like you're 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 an idiot." This it's movie not, is honestly it's not, it's the not, water boy thirty years later without football as a skill to make the town love him. It's not even like. So some of the adults that knew him in like high school, they're like, oh, they call him QB, whatever. And they try to scare him. But then it's like the kids of the town are also like, we fucking hate you too, QB. But it's like, why, what do you, I don't. One of the recurring tropes of an Adam Sandler movie is that he is a man child who is hated by everyone despite seeming to be like really cool and nice. And it's almost like he's overcompensating for something and trying to make people think that he is this incredibly cool and is nice person. Is he like person. in person, like a huge dick or something like that? Uh, there are stories of him being a, a kind of a dick in person. But like, honestly, there are also stories of him being a really cool guy. Like, apparently, he's like awesome to play pickup with. Okay, well, anyways, I just don't understand why this, like, just, just, just unnamed hatred towards this, like, character. One of the recurring gags of the movie is progressively people throwing more intense things at him. Like, it starts out, it's like eggs, and then it's like bricks, and then it's like cinder blocks, and then someone throws a flaming spear, and then eventually bears are chasing him through a forest on his bike, throwing boulders at him while he dodges them, because as all Adam Sandler characters have to be, he is improbably athletic, like, for his uh, shape and size. Also, every Adam Sandler character is always going to get a pretty girl that is way 
way too fucking out of his league and would never in I mean, honestly, history. Okay, no, hold on. Now, I resent that. No, no, like, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, it is a trope in Hollywood where you have, like, just, like, sloppy men that, like, barely do the minimum and all these, like, pretty attractive women who have things going for them. I mean, like, she obviously has, like, three kids and, well, I guess she doesn't have much of a career. I mean, she's working at diners. So. Wow. Again, shots fired at the middle <laughs> class from Mia this episode. I'm just saying, she has her life The elitism on display in this mom, podcast. And he... I'm not even... I haven't even touched on the fucking little, like, soup canister thing. I will get into that later. But I'm just saying that, like, it's this trope where it's, like, men do the bare minimum, and then women are like, ah, yes, I love you, let's get married, do everything. I mean, honestly, first of all, I feel attacked. Second of all, you're being a little bit of a hypocrite right now. How am I being a hypocrite? Because you went for a guy that you're an improbably pretty girl that you went for a guy that did the bare minimum. minimum. You did more than a bare minimum. You, you did, did a lot more than fucking Hubie Hauser. No, not Hubie Hauser. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, yeah I, I just, just that whole trope pisses me off because like this guy is just I would who would you date someone like you be Halloween it's more like you're not even dating him you're like taking him in as like another child like, well that was one of the funny things of the movie is like this like mom who keeps adopting children is then like thinks that Hubie Halloween who is like a child himself yeah who is honestly like an eight-year-old in a man's body like, she thinks that he is, like, the most attractive guy in the world, and she's been in love with him since second grade. Yeah. The man that everyone calls Hubie Halloween. Well, I mean, they're just rude. I mean, Hubie is really nice. Look, the say nothing else. Like, you can disagree with a lot of things about him. He is very nice in the movie. I guess, but the thing is, is that he, like, self-appoints himself as, um... I know that was redundant, but whatever. He names himself, like, the, the monitor of Halloween... I, I guess, guess they, they tried, tried to do, like, a whole backstory, like, oh, our family's been in blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I don't understand that it's a it's a holiday where people scare other people, and he is just scared of, like, a, like the wind or something like that. That's Anytime, why it's funny. But why would he put himself out there? It makes no sense, but that's why it's funny. It's not. He screams at everything, and it's like, dude, you know I know, but did you, did you not laugh at Adam Sandler, at Adam Sandler screaming at things? No, because I, he was doing that stupid fucking voice the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> he, like, the first couple lines, I was like, nah, he's not going to do the voice the whole entire movie, but apparently I don't watch enough Adam Sandler movies because he did it the whole fucking time, and at some point I was going to ask you to put on subtitles because he mumbles every fucking line, and I'm like, I don't get the joke because I can't hear anything. There was, there was a moment in this movie where Mia's like, oh, he's doing the voice, and she texted our friends in the group chat that had seen the movie. She's like, please tell me he doesn't do this the whole thing, and then I just started laughing, and you see him go into the next scene, he's doing it, and she's like, oh, like, he's not just being funny, like... This is how his character is going to talk what the whole movie. What makes him think, like, if I talk, like, I don't even know what he's trying to do. Like, I don't understand. Like, well, it's why. like, it's an homage to his, like, silly voices that he used to use in his stand-up specials. Yeah, and, that's cool. Uh, that was back in the 90s. And, like, and Bobby Boucher, else? the water boy. See, I've never seen it, so maybe, maybe, maybe. This movie is very clearly inside. an homage to the water boy, not only in the sense of, like, he's basically playing the same character, just, like, 30 years later, like I mentioned, but also, like, even the, uh, like, the woman, his love interest, like, in the water boy, it's Vicky Valancourt. In this movie, it's, like, Victoria Valentine, right? Like, it's, it, VV, like, they're, like, very clearly trying to make this, like, a spiritual reboot sequel type thing. Okay, well, the thing I don't get is... So Hubie Halloween. He's not his name isn't even Halloween. I don't even know why I keep calling him that. Hubie. 
Hubie Dubois. That was, that's his name. Yeah. Um, whatever. Um, he has this, like, soup canister, which I have no idea why they have He it. made it in the Boy Scouts. But, but why? It's like, he, it's like... He made this, like, Batman-level gadget. Why? Why, though? Why does he have it? He's a fucking adult. Just use an iPhone and, like... You know, no, because he things. likes drinking soup and he likes vacuuming things why? and he likes why? being able to why? like why? shoot stuff why? and why? Why? he likes having a grappling hook. Who doesn't like having these things in a soup canister? Would you take this mysterious soup canister? No, as... because I'm a fucking adult. No, I would take. You know, this thing is a multifunctional tool. Yeah, they that get a every... Swiss Army knife. No, why no, no, no. Have a, soup a Swiss Army knife doesn't have a grappling hook. Why do you need a grappling hook? What if a situation arises? There's no situation in my life where I've never, I've ever needed a grappling hook. Ever needed, but wanted? No! There have been plenty of situations where I've wanted one. I just don't understand why. And then he just makes like three of them for these kids that he just adopted. And then they all start calling him dad. They're like, bye dad. And it's like, they actually have a dad. It turns out it was Kevin Smith that was a dad, I guess. I. Oh, you didn't realize that during the movie. No, you know why? Because I can't fucking understand Adam Sandler's <laughs> no, goddamn show, voice. No, they showed it that he, like, was with her during high school and then they got married and they talked about the divorce and all that stuff. Like, that's a recurring subplot of the movie. I don't know. Babe. Like, because he gets really upset when he realizes that his ex-wife is in love with Hubie Halloween. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, um, another point I want to bring up is actually something that I actually liked was his two daughters were in the movie. And surprisingly, they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I no issues here. I, I thought they were great. Oh, I just thought that was sweet. Just like he... their dad. Anyways, don't watch you be Halloween. Um, no, wasn't there... Oh, you wanted to take it... Wasn't there one more thing you had an issue with? I think I got it all out. Okay. If, if I say any more, like, I feel like I'm just going to spew out more hate and, you know... Our marriage will be kind of at a tipping point. No, honestly, I've enjoyed this. It's, like, amused oh, me have? greatly. Oh. Um, yeah, and, uh, like, now you know how I feel when you force me to watch Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, my God! There's your shot! <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for joining us. I mean, at least, look, babe, okay. you can say... I'm like, trying to wrap it up. No, 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 look, you can say what you will, but, like, at least none of the characters in this movie were as, like, charismaless and as, like, you know, like, underwritten and, like, clearly just like you know plot devices as like ian in uh, my big fat creek wedding they all had more personality and like clearly developed you know personalities thank you for joining us too for our last episode <laughs> um uh, no like, okay can i say one more thing i liked about the movie i appreciated that it tried to establish the sandler verse uh like you have ben stiller's like guard or inmate person not inmate uh like guard security person from the retirement home in happy gilmore show up at the very beginning of the movie and he works at that uh mental institution now implying that this exists in the happy gilmore cu but wait there are more links between the movies uh at one point when one of the kids is throwing rocks at him he yells o'doyle rules which is from billy madison where he goes back to school and there's this like recurring o'doyle family that has kids in like every grade that are constantly bullying him like so from like kindergarten to like high school but then they all die because their family hits a banana peel and drives off a cliff but it turns out some of the o'doyles still live on in salem and so that also exists in this movie and i for one am all for adam sandler creating 
like the Sandler Avengers and making like an Infinity War style epic where all of his characters from past movies team up. Like I think Netflix. No. Poor. Netflix, don't next listen. time you nope. want to give Sandler no, two hundred fifty no, no, no. million, no, that's don't. the movie you no. got to demand he make. No. no, Netflix. I will cancel my subscription. Waterboy Infinity War. <laughs> Uh, you could listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't know. You do you. But um, <laughs> our next movie, we're finally going back to what we said we were going to watch. And we're going to try and record a couple episodes here. If if the NBA season doesn't actually start in, like, December, we're going to try and get some, like, real episodes done here. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any suggestions for our mo- any movies we should watch, be free. You can message us or call us or send us a homing pigeon i don't know just let us know please don't call us nobody likes to talk (laughs) on the phone anymore Uh, leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. that really helps us and uh everyone stay safe wear a mask wait hold on and i just want to say like i i really missed all of you but mia most of all i miss doing these with you and i just want to say happy halloween yeah okay